Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Fair Data Podcast, where we discuss all things fair, making data findable, accessible, interoperable, and reusable. I'm Rory McNeil, host of the Fair Data Podcast, and my guest today is Chris Erdman. Chris is Assistant Director, Data Stewardship, Data Leadership at the American Geophysical Union. He's also involved in a variety of other ways with developing fair data concepts and practice, including most recently as co-founder of FairPoints. Chris, welcome. It's great to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to delve into your various current activities, but first, tell us a bit about how you became interested in data in the first place. Yeah, thank you, Rory, for the for the um, welcome and uh, for the invitation to join you on this podcast. So, um, yeah, when when I was thinking about this question, I, I thought back to um, some of the work that I did when I I got out of university, um, where I um, I sort of self taught myself programming um, to get a job in Silicon Valley, and that was the dot com era was the thing when I when I was getting out of university. And um, I, um, I taught myself programming and I got a job at CNET um, where I think it really was instrumental to the work that I would do later on. So in that job, I was called a, um, a data spy and I was essentially mining uh, data from various places across the web, um, mining, mining it in different formats, uh, working with data warehouses to create search and faceted experiences for comparison shopping. <laughs> so uh, part of CNET was, um, it was called My Simon. Uh, and and uh, it may still exist today, um, but at that time uh, we were just helping people with comparison shopping. So I managed categories like pets and TVs and computers. Um, and I really had to wrangle data in different formats. So XML, CSV, um, unstructured data, like in HTML format, um, and so you name it, it was like in different formats and I had to create these sort of recipes, these parsing scripts and automate um, the, the feeds where we would get this data, but also create the experience. So think about the facets, the categories that people might search under, uh, search for. Um, and I, you know, later on, I think this became a huge advantage. So like that ability to program the ability to create these sort of experiences through the web, um, you know, web development experience, programming experience really came in, in handy when I went to law, social sciences, to astronomy, and now earth and space sciences. I think I, it really I just leveraged that um, experience. And um, it was something I just didn't, didn't think about initially, but that um, has sort of enabled me, um, allowed me to do some really interesting things, you know, in all these different spaces. So that's really amazing, Chris. I, I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's fascinating. I, you, you hear people speak about uh, digital natives, and I think you're a, you're a, maybe a data native <laughs> based on that. That's really fascinating. Um, yeah, and uh, and and actually, quite uh, you. As always, you don't know it at the time, but it, in many ways, it, as you say, you're, you're ahead of your time and it, it prepared you real well for the uh, the kind of in the last uh, five to 10 years where data has emerged as as everything's data now. And, and, and you're um, you're really well placed, both skills wise and experience wise to, to take the broad perspective that you are taking on that. So so how does that how does that 
I might be showing my age, by the way, but that was about 20 years ago. <laughs> now, that, now that I think about it, it was about 20 years ago that, that we were doing that, that work. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, indeed. Yeah. So how, how does that, uh, uh, that's really, uh, really, really fascinating. How does that play into your, your current role at the AGU? Yeah. Well, so, um, at, uh, so I recently joined the AGU. This is um, now my one-year anniversary. Um, and um, a big part of my work, so the focus is on streamlining our guidance, um, workflows, the training, uh, training everyone on data and software sharing. Um, and it's really a lot of stakeholders um, are involved. And, it, and so, you know, it can, can be um, really just trying to streamline our guidance. Like our authors really... Um, want step-by-step -step instructions that are clear to the point. And we, uh, we had a lot of information initially um, that was in various places uh, in, in, at AGU and, you know, other material that they had, templates. Um, and we really, you know, there was a, there, a, a large part of my work initially was um, consolidating that, making it simple for authors. Um, but another part of that is working with the technical infrastructure. So working with places like Crossref and Datasite and, you know, um, some of the publishers, like, so for instance, Wiley and then Adapon and, you know, uh, um, just really trying to work behind the scenes to enable um, the mechanisms behind citation of data and software. Um, you know, really just trying to, to enable that, um, work through all the sort of, you know, cases that we're seeing to improve workflows in various places. Um, and so we're, we're really getting there. Like it, it's, uh, I know, you know, that as a community, we're really hoping that this moves forward. And I, I, I can tell you we're almost there. <laughs> so like the, the, the work that we've been doing and, and I, I, you know, I really need to credit, um, Shelly Stahl, um, who I work with and Brooks Hansen, they're really, um, we're doing great amount of work before I arrived, um, to, to make this happen, happen. But now, now we're getting to the point where we have to do the training and outreach, um, and really just trying to socialize, um, you know, this for our community, for our authors, um, and that that's going to be another sort of wave. And then working with our um, staff and our editors, and so it really takes a village. <laughs> but um, beyond that, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, a. a you know, you mentioned some of this stuff. I, I work on um, fair, uh, fair related things. So um, software, um, practical approaches to um, fair. So, you know, work with go fair US and then fair points. Um, tackling community standards is a thing we're going to be working on or that we started working on. Um, there's interactive notebooks. We want to make that a thing with HU. We want them to be first class citizens and for people to get credit. For the for this work, um, ethics guidance around AI, big you know the very large data. How do we share that past one terabyte? Um, you know, really, also just doing community work, especially around open science. So open science training tools um, approaches. We're going to be doing a lot of work in this space as well. Um, so, you know that that that's 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 a, it in a nutshell. <laughs> Yeah, nutshell. Well, it sounds like a pretty uh, rich and broad-reaching uh, nutshell. Uh, we can pick up maybe on on various of those points and maybe delve deeper into them uh, a little bit. So, 
um, you know, I, I was thinking myself, uh, uh, this is a very new podcast. You're the, you're the second guest. Uh, so it's very new. And I was thinking myself when I was thinking about starting this podcast, fair data, it seems now like it's so pervasive that the concept has, has always been around, but of course that's not really true. And, and everybody, all the kind of things that you were working on, even 20 years ago have kind of set the scene for the emergence of fair data and, and in particular in the, in the publishing world, uh, but, um, and, and, and in the research field, but just as a kind of a curiosity, when did you, if you can remember, when did you actually first come across the concept or the term fair data? Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually a while back. I think I remember, um, when, when, um, I was working in astronomy and, and one person who was involved was Marseille Croesus at uh, Dataverse, um, was working on something called fair data points and it, and it, um, it, I think there was this, um, conference in, um, at Lorenz, um, that, and, and so I sort of vicariously, I heard about this work. Um, but I think like, you know, a lot of that, a lot of the work that we were doing, um, previously, you know, fair was a reflection of it. Um, and, and, uh, you know, like I, I think, I think about the work that, that I had done, you know, I mentioned the C network, um, and, and I think that that work went into the work that I did in astronomy, which was really trying to link da data to papers, instruments to papers, to data, you know, like all that sort of work was sort of the, the, the initial beginnings of like trying to link all this information together and provide that sort of added value for our community. And, uh, you know, that, that, that was, that sort of early work that I did with the European Southern Observatory on sort of telescope bibliographies, mining data, creating these was really like one of those first places. And I, and I remember like another conversation later on. So this is after FAIR had been introduced, um, which I was following um, at another place of work. Um, I remember I had the opportunity to go to um, a workshop at Tib Hanover um, and they were blending the carpentry's training with fair and fair was a bigger thing in Europe at, at the time. And I, I was able to be both the instructor helper, but also a participant in that workshop. And so it gave me this advantage of being able to go out with the students as well and talk to them about like how they viewed certain things. And, and at the time I was, I was very into the carpentries. I was doing, you know, trying to expand, um, library carpentry and train librarians. And, um, when, when I went to that session, I thought, okay, it's the draw is carpentries, you know, like their people are coming to this workshop for, you know, train digital for data skills, software skills. And I remember being at, um, um, uh, we went to dinner later with all the, the participants, um, from that session. And everyone around the table said, I'm here for fair. I'm here you know, because this isn't, this is something new I need to do. Um, and um, I remember going back and saying, we need to do more on fair uh, to the group that I worked with. Um, we really need to get on top of this because I saw the same, um, same things that I saw with digital object identifiers with DOIs that somehow researchers were grabbing on to this concept and it, and, and, and it was easier for them to understand what they needed to do. Um, and I thought this is an important opportunity, you know, like we, we have something 
that really connects with researchers. But I, you know, that 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 that's an important step, you know, and I see that at HGU every day. Um, it, I see researchers say, "I know I need to be fair," <laughs> and it's a great connection point. But now, you know, now we're at the point um, where we have to do more work to sort of unpack that, show, you know, show, demonstrate sort of the the practical steps that um, you know authors can take for you know community members can take. And so we're sort of unpacking that original work in various ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, that's, yeah, really interesting. So, yeah. So, so let, let me come back or that, that might take us back to one of the, the points you mentioned about the various things you're doing at the AGU. And one of it was the uh, working with publishers and in particular, the, the, the data set, the data side of, of, of working with publishers. So can you tell us a bit about, about what you're doing there and, and, uh, you know, are the publishers receptive uh, to that? Uh, are, are they facilitating it? And how it, how are you kind of um, uh, adding value or, or, you know, acting as a bridge between the researchers and the publishers in, in that area? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of movement on this front. Um, and, and again, this is before my time and credit to, big credit to um, Shelley Stahl and Brooks Hansen. But um, we, we, we had um, a program called Enabling Fair, um, and it was an Arnold-funded uh, project, and um, that really sort of started bringing people uh, together, particularly from um, societies and publishers, but also sort of infrastructure side librarians, and you know, really started um, furthering things. Um, you know, get it. first point was networking everyone, getting everyone together to talk to each other. And I think that 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 was really a big spark. Um, and it led to things too, like um, another um, important point was that um, there was this community that was started called Coptes. Um, and this is this coalition in, in um, sort of between publishers and, and repositories um, around sort of data as well um, to you know, really bring these members, the members of the community together to talk about how we can advance um, some of these uh, fair principles and uh, particularly data sharing. Um, and so that sort of those initial efforts um, did a world of good of bringing all the stakeholders together. And at AGU, we kind of have this philosophy that we we don't go anywhere unless we go with community. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it's funny, it's, it's really, it, that, that's, that, you know, something I've, I've done um, in, in, in the past, but maybe at domain levels and, and, and uh, I, you know, it's really something to, to behold at this level, you know, when you're working in the earth and space sciences, community, working with community takes a whole lot of work um, to get, to get all of us, you know, together to make these things happen. Um, and, you know, I think it's, um, it, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's great to see. It's really a testament to Shelley and, and Brooks's work that, um, that, you know, the work that we do, especially at AGU, you know, we're, we're particularly interested in data and software, but the work we do, um, is with the community, but it, it, it helps the community. We will share this work. We'll work with other members to, so that they can, um, you know, move forward with us, um, so it's it's about togetherness and not not necessarily about like um, advancing ahead of others, you know. Like and and uh, 
So I, I, I think like as as I have reached my year at HU, this this really resonates. You know, this approach. Um, I think, you know, again, it's credit to Shelley and uh, and Brooks for really creating this um, this approach, this mindset. You know, um, so. Yeah, fantastic. So one one example of that community approach that, uh, uh, and also the domain approach that that I'm that I'm aware of that um, that AGU is taking the lead in, which I think is really interesting. And maybe we could just uh, delve into that for a moment. You mentioned uh, DOIs, and I know that AGU is uh, is very active in. I guess as you'd expect for given the domain in in working with uh, trying to get better documentation, recording, and, and preservation of sample data. And in that regard, you're also involved with, um, uh, with IGSNs. Uh, so, so PIDs are, are also of interest. So could you tell us a bit about how that, how that uh, particular strand of the HEU's uh, work came about and, and, and what's, uh, you know, what's the latest as well? Yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm going to try to piece together the history behind it um, because it, it it's before my time. But um, I know that some of the sort of origins of that work um, happened within communities like Copdes, like I mentioned this um, this coalition, but also at uh, the Earth Systems um, Information Partners ESIP, um, where there's a samples cluster that comes together there, um, and and you know there are there are these um, amazing names like Kristen Leonard and uh, Sarah Ramdeen, you know, that, and, and, and there are so many others, <laughs> but you know, that, that, that sort of where these things originated of, of thinking about, okay, how can we, how can we also um, improve how people cite um, samples and, and, and get credit for that work? Um, because, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into managing these samples um, and, and uh, you know, managing for them for the community. And I think it's really important to demonstrate that, um, you know, to, to um, demonstrate that in citations, but also specificity, you know, so that's the thing that we used to encounter more uh, when, when we sort of started introducing um, data sharing. And by the way, um, AGU, I think one of the other things that's sort of enabled us is that AGU has had a position statement on data since 1997. So really has like been a spark for the work that we do in data leadership um, and more broadly. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, at the end, of the, when we first started encouraging data sharing, people would say, well, I got it from this facility. Um, I got it here and they would include like the home page link. And of course that's not helpful, right? If someone's wanting to delve into your paper further, understand the research, un understand the underlying data. Um, and then in this case, the samples, um, they need a little bit more specificity. They need, they need a lot more <laughs> actually. And, uh, and, and so, you know, we've, the, the samples related work, and, and working on sort of DOIs and uh, and sharing that information um, is really just to make to improve that that this sort of um, discovery aspects the um, the you know potential the reanalysis the re reuse of some of this work um, and um, you know really really that credit aspect right um, and and discovery um, so 
you know, that, those are the sort of things that uh, um, we're hoping to improve. And the, and the great part is that, you know, we've worked hand in hand with this, um, with the, the, again, it's that sort of work with community um, approach. And we've sort of worked in hand with the group that's been doing this work. And in fact, they're, they're leveraging our, our, our data and software sharing guidance um, to, to build their own, you know, to build their own resource, which we'll of course tap into. Um, so it, there's just a lot of, um, uh, collaboration, um, coordination uh, between these efforts, and uh, um, can't wait to see what they what they uh, you know come up with next. Uh, uh, you know, leveraging our guidance, and um, so I'm 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 sort of in and out of their their discussions uh, and helping. So, yeah, well, I think that's a real. Um, I mean, the samples, as you say, are uh, it's a it's it. To me, anyway, samples or, or you know lack of information about samples is one of the the key blockers to to actual actually implementing reproducibility and reusability. And uh, clearly, PIDs are are uh, uh, are a step in the right direction. It, it's a it's very putting putting a system in place which is usable and fit with the various tools which people use and the workflows, etc. Is devilishly complicated, but um, but it's it's fantastic to see that that uh, you know what the AG has been been doing to stimulate discussion and not just discussion, actual development and as you say, collaborating with uh, with the various organizations. There's a lot of people that would agree with you, Rory, <laughs> in the sample community. And by the way, I just want to I I also want to plug one other helpful PID that's coming out. Uh, it's already out, um, but we're we're going to be working with um, them to further it. And uh, but it's got a lot of potential, prom, you know, promise. Um, but it's sort of a project based approach um, for PIDs, and it's called RAID. Um, so it's this, um, yeah, this research uh, activity identifier, um, and it and and it's being spearheaded by um, the ARDC, you know, in Australia, um, and uh, and Natasha Simons and. Uh, and other great people at ARDC. Um, and we're really excited about that approach um, to thinking about how can we think about this from a project-based approach. Um, and so uh, we'll, we'll be doing a lot of work with um, with um, um, ARDC, Natasha, and others um, as well. It's, it's really promising. Fantastic. Well, definitely watch that space. That That's great. So, I mean, you're doing so, you're doing so much, but... Uh, Let's um, switch a little bit to coming back to this community theme, and you're involved in addition to the AGU, you're you're involved with with GoFair. Uh, so there's, I mean, it, it's hard for me to even keep my cat really keep track of, but it's it's fascinating to see the proliferation of activities around fair. Some of which are at a very relatively formal level, like the things that are either sponsored by or uh, or uh, inspired by EOSC. Uh, others of which are at a kind of a, a slightly more organized community level. And then one I'd like to maybe get you to chat about a bit is one which, which is a real a real community uh, initiative. And it's also extremely new. And that's Fairpoints, which which I think is interesting. So it'd be great if you could tell us a bit about, again, how, I, always, I, I, I studied history, uh, how, how Fairpoints came about and uh, and what your your uh, your plans are for taking that forward. I studied history too, by the way. 
<laughs> Did you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have the, I have that background, uh, uh, before I went on and got my library degree too. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, uh, um, it's, it's kind of interesting. So, um, it's, it, it had its sort of origins. Um, initially we had this, uh, um, um, hack hacking event, this worldwide event, um, to develop these um, top ten things for fair and, and, and fair uh, data on software, um, and it leveraged the carpentries community. But others came in and and actually later got involved with the carpentries. That was a great entry point for them. But um, the inspiration was really from there was this twenty one things, and then at ARDC um, they came upon this or ten ten things um, as a much more simple approach um and uh you know again arc and natasha simons were sort of an inspiration for thinking about like okay um let's think about um unpacking fair right at different levels um so it could be at a discipline level it could be on a um a particular type of thing you know like um it could be on sort of a topic um itself and so we got a lot of variation. We did that twice. Um, and I think there are about 15 to 20 of them now. Um, and it, it's been, um, uh, I guess, approved um, as an output by a research data alliance. It, it lives at the, the Carpentries. Um, and, it, you know, gotten other people thinking about that as an approach to sort of work on these um, um, boundary objects, right, of understanding FAIR. And, and that's where, like, I think so, sort of a lot of this started bubbling up and we thought, okay, well, how can we take that work that was done there in developing a sort of common fair lesson that we could all teach? And, uh, you know, we had people from the Netherlands, from Australia and from other places saying, you know, like, it would be great to have this general lesson. And we did put a lot of work into that. It's probably about 50% done. <laughs> it lives in uh, the library carpentry uh, lessons, this fair uh, lesson. Um, but, you know, we got to a point with that where we, we you know, and this is where um, Sarah El-Gabali comes in um, and, and a few others. So like Donnie, um, uh, yeah, Donnie Winston, sorry. <laughs> Donnie Winston, I almost said another W um, name, um, but Donnie, uh, Donnie Winston and some other people, you know, and I know, again, I'm not uh, um, including enough names here, but um, where we started looking at like, well, you know, this space is evolving and it's hard to keep up. It's hard to develop a general lesson. Um, and there, you know, we can sort of tap into this expertise in various ways from different corners. Um, and, and, you know, take that approach again of like, what are the top things that people can take away that they need to know about for this particular thing, this topic, you know, this domain, um, and, and try to make it sort of practical things that people can find through just Google searches, right? So think about search engine optimization, trying to make it also, you know, eat uh, our, well, I don't want to use that phrase, <laughs> eat our own dog food, but like, you know, really do what we say and and uh, try to make this machine readable as well. 
and uh, and you know also you know linked with identifiers and other things like that. Um, give credit to people. So yeah, we started sort of drifting in that direction, and um, and initially it wasn't called uh, Fair Points; it was like uh, Fair Bites, um, and we presented it at the Fair Festival. Um, but then you know, as more people started joining, then we started rebranding, you know, um, refining the idea. And now you know we've started. Um, so we had our initial community call, and we have this uh, first uh, talk um, uh, on, on sort of step-by-step publishing. And then we have another talk about, um, GDPR, um, as well. And then after that, we're, we're, you know, uh, talking to people about data availability statements. This is also me, a chance for me to, to ask you if, if you want to join Rory and talk about your work, a particular topic or, you know, tool, of course, like, uh, um, R space, uh, um, and, and, you know, I think I think that's where we're at. Is that we're we're hoping this becomes a thing where it becomes more about these sort of practical, concrete steps that people can take um, to really, you know, um, help us understand fair. Um, help, you know, we we really have a mindset more towards like researchers um, in this case, um, and so we're, we're we're trying that, you know, like and and it's 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 a bunch of people um, and and. Uh, you know, you can go to Fairpoints and see more of the team uh, there. But um, yeah, and, and um, it's it's uh, it's it's we work with GoFair US, so it's it's also part of GoFair US, um, and uh, we are we are going to talk about how we can make this part of other projects as well. Um, so it's just beginning. Um, okay. Well, thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'll be delighted to to take you up on that offer. Uh, thank you. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think um, I don't I don't want to uh, verge into controversy here or say anything controversial, but uh, uh, I, I'm not shy. So I'll say that um, I mean, I really like I really like the what you what I understood about fair points, and then what you've you know you've just elaborated on, because for a couple of reasons. Uh, it, I, I, I always like things that are bottom up. I always like grassroots things. I think that they, they, they have they have an energy as well as a, a practicality, uh, just almost by definition. I also like to pick up on one of the points you made about the kind of the dynamism. I do think that there's a a, 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 a risk, or in in some parts of the discourse, I can see it becoming kind of reified. So, you know, these are the fair principles and they have to be followed and it becomes almost like a, like a manual. But um, the fact is that, that the, the underlying activity that we're talking about, which is, which is research is unbelievably dynamic and changing the technologies are changing, the processes are changing, all these things are changing, you know, before our eyes constantly. So to have kind of a, a set of, of uh, inflexible principles I think is will end up being quite too too restrictive. I'm not saying that that that's the way things are going, but you know that you, you occasionally get get uh, whiffs of, of that of that uh, happening. So I think something like to me something like Fairpoints is incredibly positive for for the reasons I said because it's grassroots, it's dynamic, and also the you're looking at, at kind of practical things and, and involving researchers. So I think that's all really good uh, for what it's worth from my point of view. And that kind of um, maybe brings me on to 
to the, the final point, which we, we might discuss, which probably will also come back to the beginning because you were talking about challenges and opportunities. And you and I were chatting briefly before we, before we started recording about the, uh, about the GoFair uh, workshops, which, which are going on at the moment. So, uh, and maybe you've already kind of talked about this a bit because the, the question really is, let, let's get beyond the challenges. What are the opportunities? How can we begin or how is the community beginning to actually take forward and, and, and implement some practical verification initiatives? And uh, I guess, I mean, one, one a, a kind of a, at an organizational level, Fairpoints is, I think, a good a good instantiation of that, as you've just described. But in terms of uh, the substantive level, in terms of actual uh, activity, fair activities, as opposed to kind of fair discussion, uh, what 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 do you see as as kind of immediate opportunities which are actually fairly ripe for um, going beyond the discussion phase to actually? think more about actually we can as you were saying you know we can actually do this so what are what are a couple of things which you think are uh are, are kind of emerging opportunities yeah i i just want to actually say briefly that for with regards to fair points none of it would have been possible without sarah sarah El so if she ever listens to this or others hear it she she it it really it's it's because of her you know like that that the that came about um and well, I'm, I'm glad to give a th- thank you. That's a that's a a, a plug because in a, in a couple of weeks' time, Sarah's going to be coming on the show. So that's a, that's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely, Sarah. Sarah's done a, a, a bunch of unbelievable stuff, and not only at Fairpoints, but including Fairpoints. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to learning more. I mean, one of the great things about do, doing what I'm doing is you actually learn a lot about the people that you're talking to that you didn't you thought you knew about them, but you didn't actually. So that's the fun part. So anyway, looking forward to having Sarah on for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll listen to that too. Like uh, we, <laughs> it'd be fun to, to listen to her, her uh, um, podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, as far as like um, things you can do, um, I, I mentioned that we're very close. Um, you know, although we've gotten some earlier, you know, earlier announcements about like data citation, software citation, I think we're very close in realizing, you know, um, uh, that as being more of, uh, you know, easier thing for authors to, to, um, to do, I think we're clear on what they need to do to enable that. And, you know, the particular steps they need to take to sort of enable the technical side. Um, but, you know, also sort of the cultural side, I think, you know, and I'm seeing those trends in our data at AGU, it's starting to improve, you know, like the guidance is clearer, the technical, um, the workflow is clearer. And so seeing a lot of promise there, we do have, you know, um, information for people. Um, but th- there's another thing too, which I think is very, it's very recent. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like it was kind of a revelation, not, you know, at the same time, not like, because it, it's been with us all along is that um, we were looking at um, and, and go build and go fair, um, U.S. is that we were looking at um, uh, software re- uh, research software assessment, fair research software assessment, and badging, and we sort of had these initial conversations around the work that had been done in the fair for research software group out of RDA, and and that's really been great work. But looking looking at that work and looking at the principles, um, 
you know, looking at how they're sort of structured um, in the conversations in that group, um, which will be open more broadly, we're going to have a call. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later here, but um, that we're going to, you know, we're looking at discovery and use, um, you know, really at the end of the day, you can, you can follow these principles, but um, it comes down to sort of user-centered design, you know, looking at how, how, you know, like how do these sort of authors or researchers understand the value of what they're doing? Um, you know, li listening to them and seeing how do they search for software? How, how do they find it? How do they use it? And prioritizing around that, you know, like, and thinking about what are the priorities that are um, that that we can take together to really enable that, so people can see the value there too. You know, like um, because I honestly think that software discovery is still pretty poor. Um, and I see tweets about it, people lamenting about it, you know, in various places. And I, so I was really encouraged by our recent conversation in that group, and we're going to have a call to ask different communities, like, how do you prioritize software? How do you find it? How do you prioritize it? And ultimately in these different contexts where people are searching, so you could say they're searching in Google, they're searching in GitHub, or, you know, they're searching in the literature, um, they're searching in these search, these um, literature search systems. Um, how can those various, play, you know, players or stakeholders look at you know, understand how people are doing it and, you know, really create those links to, to foster those kind of connections. And, you know, again, authors see the value, right? Finally, they see, oh, my, my, I found my software here. I found it here. People are using it. They're, they're connecting with me. And I think that, you know, you still see sort of that disconnect um, that, you know, sort of authors in the community are look, looking for the, the, the credit to still come through the discovery. And so, um, yeah, I think that call is gonna be really interesting to see what various places like um, Oak Ridge National Lab, for instance, or, you know, like um, the East Science uh, Center, the community in Netherlands, or, you know, there were a number of communities on that call, you know, AGU. Um, so we'll, we'll, it will be interesting to see what comes about from that. Um, but yeah, I think I think from that workshop that we were at for GoFair US is that you could see in the underlying comments that um, particular you know comments that we already have sort of answers you know we do have and 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 you know we can start talking about that I think that that I found found that very promising and and I and I hope that you know I think later on we'll get that chance in that workshop to really start making those connections and. Um, but yeah. Well, fantastic, Chris. That's a, that's a that's a, a concrete and an optimistic note uh, to uh, to wind up so, wind up on. So uh, thank you so much. I mean, this has been fascinating, and uh, and I, I've learned a lot. So thank you so much for for coming on. Yeah, and Roy, one more thing. I I almost forgot this, but my my work, some of my work, would not be possible without the National Science Foundation too. And so I I need to credit also the the you know, the, the, um, the work towards accelerating fair and, and data and software sharing, uh, data sharing, particularly, um, you know, that that's really the, the, the support from NSF is really helping with that. And Fantastic. Well, thank you, Chris. And that's a good intro to, uh, for me to say, that's it for this episode. I hope you 
uh, all of you who are listening, enjoyed the discussion. The Fair Data Podcast is provided by fairdatapodcast.org and produced by Maroz Ahmed. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at Fair Data Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. UK, and 5 p.m. Central European time. Next week's guest is Bruce Moss, Emeritus CIO at the University of Wisconsin. See you then.